from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. In 1997, I was raped by Harvey Weinstein. I was 21 years old. This festival was his hunting ground. And even tonight... Sitting among you, there are those who still have to be held accountable for their conduct against women. You know who you are. You are hearing actress Asia Argento speaking out at the Cannes Film Festival, declaring, accusing Hollywood movie mogul Harvey Weinstein, the multimillionaire of rape. At this hour, Asia Argento facing sex attack charges of her own as the M.O., the modus operandi, the tactic of Harvey Weinstein's defense becomes clear. Attack the victim. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. One by one, Harvey Weinstein and his high-powered legal and detective team are taking down his rape victims. One by one, they're being attacked. Asia Argento handed them a case on a silver platter with evidence that she had a sex relationship with a minor boy who once starred as her son in a movie. That's bad enough. 
But can you deny the truth of this? Listen. I'm telling you right now. What do we have to do here? Nothing. I'm going to take a shower. You sit there and have a drink. Water. Don't drink. Uh, can I stay on the bar? No. You must come here now. No. Please. No, I don't want to. I'm not doing anything with you. I'm very embarrassing. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't cannot. Come no, yesterday was a kind of aggressive for I'm me. Not, I, I need to know a person to I be touched. I want to do a thing. I don't Please, I swear I won't. Just sit with me. Don't embarrass me in the hotel. I'm here all the time. I sit know, with me. But I, I promise. Don't want to. Please sit there. Please. Mm-hmm. One minute. No, I ask I can't. you. Go to the bathroom. Please, I don't want to do something I don't want go to. Go to the bathroom. Come here. Listen to me. I want to go downstairs. I'm not going to do anything. You'll never see me again after this. Okay? That's it. If you don't, if you embarrass me in this hotel, I'm not embarrassing stay. you. Just it's just walk. that I don't I don't feel comfortable. I mean, don't have a fight with me. It's not nice. Please, I'm not going to do anything. I swear, my children. Please come in. On everything, I'm a famous I'm, guy. I'm feeling please, very uncomfortable right please now. Please come in now, and one minute. And if you want to leave, when the guy comes with my jacket, well, you can Yesterday, you touch my breast. Oh, please, I'm sorry. Just come on. I'm used to that. Are you used please. to that? Yes, come in. No, but I'm not used to that. I won't do it again. Come on, sit here. Sit here for a minute, please. No, I don't want to. If you do this now, you will embarrass me. No, no. You will call me again. Sorry, I, I promise you I won't do anything. The, I know, but yes, it was too the much. Coming. I will never do another thing to you. Five minutes. Don't ruin your friendship with me for five minutes. It's, I know, but it's kind of like it's too much for me. I can't. Please, you're making a big scene here. No, Please. but I want to you are hearing uh, movie mogul Harvey Weinstein pleading, begging. Uh, badgering, bullying a 22-year-old model to sit and watch him take a shower. Okay, ew. Okay, let's just start with that. Joining me, Alexis Terezchuk, investigative reporter, RadarOnline.com, Ashley Wilcott, lawyer, judge, founder of ChildCrimeWatch.com, Karen Smith, forensics expert, Jim Elliott, Georgia lawyer, city attorney for Warner Robins, and Dr. Bethany Marshall, L.A. psychoanalyst. So, Dr. Bethany, let's start with you. When you hear him say, just sit here, just sit here five minutes, that sounds innocent. Just sit down. But you don't know it's watching him naked lathering up himself and showering, and I'm sure that will include a sex episode in the shower all by himself. Oh, and he wants her to sit there and watch him really disgusting and I have to say when I'm listening to that sound he's so coercive with her he's manipulative he's relating on the basis of power he's threatening he's doing everything possible to make her feel as if she is embarrassing him while he's going to stand naked in a shower masturbating and exposing himself and I like the fact that when he says I'm used to touching women's breasts as if it's just nothing and she says I am uncomfortable he completely dismisses everything that she's trying to tell him I have to believe that this is how he relates to to women all the time joining me Alexis Terezchuk investigative reporter radaronline.com Alexis Terezchuk that's really just the tip of the iceberg Right now, we see that the tactic is to attack the victims and take them down one by one. What do you make of it? What do you know? So the first British woman that ever accused Harvey Weinstein of rape is a woman named Lizette Anthony. She is now 54 years old. She said he attacked her in a London hotel room when she was very young in her 20s, and she came forward. But she has now come out and said that 
Harvey is trying to take down the women that have accused him. She went on the record. She gave an interview. She said, this is, these are dirty tricks by Harvey, that this is an attempt. He's now making attempts to accuse these women of other things in their lives. And she said it has been so terrible to become known as one of his victims. She said she almost committed suicide, but she had to have a friend talk her down from it. She said this is nothing that she ever wanted was to be known as part of Harvey Weinstein's bloody harem. And she just said that everything about this is harassment and that he has just, people have been sitting around, these are her words, sitting around the dinner table waiting for somebody to be complicit. What she's referring to is Asia Argento's story that she has now been accused of assaulting a teenage boy. She says that people have been ready to take down these women because they they want to see these women hurt because it just hurt Harvey Weinstein. You know, it's such a phenomenon. I've never understood it. To Ashley Wolcott joining me, juvenile judge, lawyer, and founder of ChildCrimeWatch.com. Ashley, I, I didn't know anything about the world of crime. I knew nothing about it. I grew up in the middle of nothing but soybeans and pine trees and where you could still ride your bike for hours and then come home uh, when you heard your parents in the distance blowing the car horn, maybe. Uh, so when my fiancé was murdered, that was the first thing I knew about violent crime. When I started trying cases, Ashley, as you well know, I really didn't know much more than that. I had to look up the words plaintiff and defendant in Black's Law Dictionary and write down the definition. So... I, I get into court and start prosecuting criminal cases. I've never seen the amount of venom I've seen that are directed toward rape victims. And I, I really think it would be leveled against child molestation victims, except their children. And I, I, I don't I don't understand the complete. It's almost like people are angry at the victims. And when you're that was when you'd have to try a rape case with no DNA. You might have maybe a hair that you could say, well, this is a uh, white person's hair, a black person's hair, a, a Hispanic person's hair, an Asian. That's really the most you could do. And maybe you could get a blood type like, oh, the perp is a type A. The defendant is a type A. That was it. And then an ID. And if you're lucky, a fingerprint. So that's what we had. So it became even more critical without DNA for the victim to be believed. And I've seen so many dirty tricks pulled on victims. Um, Ashley, I know this is going to date me, but I remember sitting on the floor at the Georgia legislature in the hall trying to scribble changes onto the Georgia Rape Shield Law, where defense attorneys would try to bring up, oh, are you on the birth control pill? Why? Uh, how many boyfriends have you had? How many lovers have you had? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, anything in their minds that can make the rape victim look bad. And this is just another way. And Asia Argento, I got to tell you, has handed it over on a silver platter. As my dad used to say, she put it on top of the Christmas tree. But Ashley, Ashley, but before you answer, listen to this. Then I went to Cannes in May 2014. And whilst I was there, Harvey Weinstein approached me in the Majestics, in the lobby. It was quite forceful in the sense of telling me to relax. And I think then I started to like get 
a little bit confused. He took hold of me and pretty much forced me to walk with him to the bathroom where he stood me in front of the mirror and he stood behind me and I was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, and he's like touching me, rubbing me and he's like, just relax. And I'm telling him to stop and he would raise his voice. But at the same time, he kept reassuring me that everything's going to be okay. Oh, it's becoming crystal clear. The muddy water is now settling down and I can see very clearly what Harvey Weinstein, the Hollywood movie mogul, is up to with his high-priced legal team. I'm talking millions of dollars paid to defense lawyers and a fleet of private investigators. They are going after one by one and taking down his rape victims, his sex assault victims. Joining me, Dr. Bethany Marshall, L.A., Jim Elliott, City Attorney of Warner Robins, Karen Smith, Forensics Expert, Ashley Wilcott, Judge, Lawyer, Alexis Terezchuk, Reporter with RadarOnline.com, and we're taking your calls out to Hillary. Hi, Hillary in Riverside. What's your question? I'm trying to figure out why there's so many of these women that never came forward, why it took so long. Hillary in Riverside, Florida, why is it taking victims so long to come forward? You know what? That's a good question, and that is a question that the jurors are going to ask. And I'll tell you something, Hillary, it's such a good question that I would fight that question before it came into the jurors' minds. As a matter of fact, to you, Ashley Wilcott, in answer to Hillary's question, we have under the law what is called outcry. An outcry witness. That means, did your rape victim tell someone immediately, be it a friend, a doctor, a nurse, the emergency room, a boyfriend, her mom, a roommate, anybody? Why? Because that adds credibility to their rape claim. Because there's going to be questions, uh, just like Hillary has, and it's a good question. Under our Constitution, you have a right to cross-examination, to confront your witness. That's the Sixth Amendment. Confront your accuser and test them. Test their veracity, their truthfulness. That's what they're going to ask the victims. Ashley, what took you so long to come forward? Absolutely. And so there are a couple of points here. First of all, it's amazing to me, Nancy, how many kids are victims of sexual abuse and the outcry, which is correct. There should be an outcry. But then as soon as a child turns 18 and quote unquote becomes an adult, at least in the state of Georgia, then they do start picking apart the victim and saying, how is she dressed? How many men has she had sex with? What is she doing to encourage the behavior? That's the wrong approach. These are victims. They're victims. A victim should never be shamed. They should always be believed unless their credibility and veracity is destroyed at trial, like you've just suggested is possible by asking all those questions. In this particular case, remember that victims are embarrassed. They're ashamed. It is a mental challenge after being a victim to think clearly and rationally and say, I need to come forward. I was raped yesterday. That's not how it works generally. And so victims often don't come forward until later. And then there's an empowerment. If you hear that somebody says, oh, I came forward because I was raped by this man who's very powerful in Hollywood, then they're empowered to say, wow, it happened to me too. Maybe I need to put all my, my trauma aside and come forward as well. Hillary's still with us. Hillary from Riverside, Florida. Hillary, do you believe that 
because it took these ladies so long to come forward, much as in Bill Cosby, many of them did not come forward. Do you think it's going to hurt their testimony, Hillary? Uh, I, I don't think so, because there's way too many accusations from too many people. I hear you, and I agree with you. I think that the state, Dr. Bethany, has got to do some repair in its opening statement and state up front. You will hear evidence. It can't just be what the prosecutor thinks. It's got to be about the evidence. You will hear evidence that these victims did not come forward because they thought it would end their career. They'd never be in another movie again. They would be destroyed. And we're going to bring evidence that some victims' careers were destroyed. Think Ashley Judd, according to what we've been told. Dr. Bethany, they've got to put this fire out before it starts raging in that courtroom. But also they have to paint a picture that that being sexually involved with another person is very intimate. It involves intimate emotions and experiences that even victims find it difficult to expose. So, so maybe the victim goes into the hotel room with a history of having been aggressed upon by other people in their lives. So they believe it's normal to be aggressed upon. So they capitulate to the aggressor, or maybe they go into it, maybe think, feeling admired or flattered that a powerful, wealthy, older man is showing them attention until it all goes wrong and it turns into a rape scene. But they, they remember that little that sliver of time when at first it was titillating or maybe even though they didn't want to be raped they experienced some kind of sexual arousal temporarily so all things well i don't know what you're talking about bethany marshall because well (laughs) when i was just listening to that model going no 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 she did not sound as you say titillated to me let's see what stacy in alabama has to say to that dr bethany marshall hi stacy in alabama what's your question dear hey nancy my question first of all this infuriates um i knew when everyone was coming forward that it would not be pretty for them and i'm just curious do you know if the prosecution is actually looking for other possible victims I believe that they are. Hold on, Stacy. To Jim Elliott, uh, veteran trial lawyer, the city attorney for Warner Robins, Georgia. Jim Elliott, um, in Warner Robins, you have a huge international culture and population. You have people coming in and out, not staying very long. When a person comes in, commits a crime of any sort, and then they leave, it makes it even harder to solve that case. Jim Elliot, do you believe that the prosecution right now is looking for other victims? Remember, some of the Bill Cosby victims never went public. I think they definitely are, Nancy. And, you know, I think it's easy in light of how many victims have come forward to, to question, you know, why victims didn't report earlier and those kind of things. But this was a very powerful man. I mean, this man could, as you said earlier, make or break a person's career. And so... Hopefully, strength in numbers gives power to victims to come forward and tell their story that they've been hesitant to, to speak about thus far. You know, to Stacy in Alabama, you said this infuriates you. Me too, because I've represented so many crime victims and I can't really describe. You know, you'd be surprised at the sex attack victims that have never spoken out for their own reasons the feeling of helplessness that they have the rest of their lives, Stacy. 
I can't imagine. And, you know, I one of my questions was how you would handle it in the courtroom, and you actually answered it before I could even ask the question. You know, I think, I think the best strategy is to face it head on, you know, to go ahead and say, okay, you're, you've probably heard that Asia Argento was, you know, accused of this. Um, you know, she was never tried in a court. She was never found guilty of that. And I think that's very important to know, not negating this young man's, you know, um, under table deal that he took. You know, I'm not saying that he's not a victim. However, I think it's important for the jury to remember that this lady was never convicted of this crime. Well, you know, another thing, Stacy, as I've told many a jury, even a hooker can be raped. I mean, where do you what do you think victims are? Nuns and priests and virgins? It don't work like that. Mm-mm. And I would just tell them up front, I'd go through all the victims and say, yes, Asia Argento has been accused of this thing. But does that mean she wasn't raped? You hear the evidence. Harvey Weinstein approached me in the Majestics, in the lobby. It was quite forceful in the sense of telling me to relax. And I think then I started to like get a little bit confused he took hold of me and pretty much forced me to walk with him to the bathroom where he stood me in front of the mirror and he stood behind me and I was like what are you doing and I'm like he's like touching me rubbing me and he's like just relax and I'm telling him to stop, and he would raise his voice, but at the same time, he kept reassuring me that everything's going to be okay. You are hearing the sound of an actress, um, Katie Noble, describing Harvey Weinstein's alleged sex assault on her in a hotel room in France. And I want to go back to Stacey in Alabama's question. Uh, do I think that the state is marshalling evidence of other victims? Think about it, Stacey. That woman, Katie Noble, is in France. And we're hearing this other woman speak out, the first British actress to accuse the movie mogul of rape, who actually contemplated suicide over her ordeal, Lisette Anthony. Oh, and by the way, she said that after this all came out, her little boy is getting bullied on the playground about mommy getting raped. Like it's some big joke and they're taunting her son on the playground. So my point is not the son on the playground, but think about it. Britain, Great Britain, France. Weinstein has made movies all over the world. Stacy in Alabama. <laughs> you think he, he did not commit crimes in other countries because what? He was out of town and away from his wife? No, I think it would be even worse out of town, right? Uh, with me, Karen Smith, forensics expert. Karen, there's really, unless you've got a like a, a Monica Lewinsky blue dress saved in a plastic bag somewhere, I don't know what, what physical evidence you could use to prove these cases. There's not a lot. Uh, we're talking, you know, sometimes decades have gone by, so there's not going to be any physical evidence, any forensics to prove or disprove the allegations. It's just the veracity of, of the victim at this point. And, uh, you know, like the attorney said, this is strength in numbers. You know, when you have a victim that comes forward immediately, I can collect the clothing. I can collect samples from you know her body when we go to the rape crisis center uh, under her fingernails and we take swabs and it's you know what it's a second 
traumatic incident for these women to go through that yet again. They've been victimized once. Now they have to go to a rape crisis center and essentially get victimized again. I shine lights on them. You know, I have to take photographs. It's another intimate uh, issue when we go there. I've held their hands. I've talked to them while they're crying. And you know what? This just, it incenses me to hear that the victims are, are, are put on post to prove that this happened to them. And uh, unfortunately, the forensics just aren't going to be there for some of these cases. Out to the lines. Joining me now is Morgan from Texas. Hi, Morgan. What's your question, dear? Hi, Nancy. I have a question um, related to the Shana Huber's case. And I was hoping that you could actually kind of explain a little bit more about the insanity defense. And... I think it's just so important for the public to understand that just because someone has um, a mental diagnosis, it doesn't mean that they're going to be let off the hook. And I think that there's just a misconception with that um, generally. And before I went to law school, I didn't realize that um, just because someone you know, has a mental illness, they're not going to be um, not held accountable. And we still need to hold people accountable if they know what they're doing. So could you maybe elaborate a little bit more? Well, Morgan, sure. Morgan, uh, we're in the middle of a Harvey Weinstein discussion, but you know what? I think you're right. Let's talk about that Shana Huber's case really quickly. I'll tell you this much. Shana Huber's uh, is claiming that she, well, she's claiming self-defense. That's her real claim. But they're also throwing in a few other mental claims. Um Insanity under our law in most jurisdictions is the old McNaughton rule, which is did not know right from wrong at the time of the incident. That does not mean your mind doesn't clear up at the time of trial, but at the time of the incident, you didn't know right from wrong. Now, what the state's going to do in that case to defeat that claim is show that she already made up a, a lie on the 911 call that she may have had a cleanup. She waited 15 minutes to call 911, that she came over specifically to stop him from going on a date that evening, that there was no self-defense as everything in the room was in place, untouched, and the blood evidence shows that he was seated at the dining room table and the blood poured down and pooled at his face and head at the table and the chair. So a self-defense claim is not going to work when he's seated at the table and unarmed. Her later defense belied that. It was a different theory, but it didn't match with the physical evidence. My point is, it shows she had the wherewithal to lie 15 minutes later on the 911 call. There are other uh, insanity aspects or mental defect aspects such as psychotic break, compulsion, delusion, such as my dog told me to do it like in Son of Sam. But long story short, it will be defeated. Now, we are going to be looking at it in depth tomorrow. And Morgan, law student extraordinaire, call me back. Same time, same place, same number. And we can (laughs) review what's happening in court. Okay, Morgan, may I have leave, Your Honor, to go back to Harvey Weinstein, that piece of (laughs) doo-doo? Thank you, my love. Okay. Yes, yes, thank you, Nancy. (laughs) Sure. Now, back to Weinstein, a.k.a. 
piece of duty. I would say crap, but I've disallowed my children from saying it, so I don't feel like I can say it in good conscience. What I'm thinking about right now is this one victim in Great Britain has spoken out. 54-year-old Lisette Anthony, absolutely gorgeous mother. She says that the victims are now being shamed in a, quote, huge backlash. And she is claiming that she was attacked by him and that she is paying the price. And it's all really come to a head because of Asia Argento, who was now... We know part of a relationship, the law is saying, and I agree, sex attack on a minor with a teen boy that she started with in a movie. Now, I want you to take a listen to Asia Argento, fiery speech at Khan. I was raped by Harvey Weinstein here in Cannes. I was 21 years old. This festival was his hunting ground. And even tonight... Sitting among you, there are those who still have to be held accountable for their conduct against women. You know who you are. I'm telling you right now. What do we have to do here? Nothing. I'm going to take a shower. You sit there and have a drink. Water. Don't drink. Can I stay on the bar? No. You must come here now. No. Please. No, I don't want to. I'm not doing anything with you. I'm very embarrassing. I'm sorry. I cannot. No, yesterday was a kind of aggressive for me. I need to know a person to be touched. I won't do a thing. I don't want to. Thing, please, I swear I won't. Just sit with me. Don't embarrass me in the hotel. I'm here all the time. I sit know, with me. But I, I promise. Want to. Please sit there. Please. One minute. No, I ask I can't. you. Please go to the bathroom. Please, I don't want to do something I don't want go to. Go to the bathroom. You were just hearing a then 22 year old model responding to Harvey Weinstein as he uh, attacks her verbally, pleads, berates alternately. Amber Gutierrez trying to make her watch him take a shower as she and remember the thing about it alexis Therese show radaronline.com she'd already gone to police correct and she was wired for this exact incident so this would be round two with weinstein according to her exactly she was horrified by what happened the first time that she it, it is an aspiring actress model she met harvey weinstein she thought this was her golden ticket went back to the hotel with him he attacked her she was so scared she went to the police they said, please, we, we understand this was a very scary situation for you. If you will wear a wire and we can get him on tape, this would really help our evidence. So I, I think that the police obviously knew that this wasn't a one-time thing, but they knew that they were up against the most powerful man in Hollywood, which also is not just Los Angeles. It's New York where this happened. I mean, he's a very, very powerful man. And so they they wired her up. She went there. She got this recording. She was very scared on it. Her voice is shaking. It wasn't like she had someone there that was just going to jump in and help her if anything happened. She just and she could have been caught wearing this wire if he had physically attacked her again. And she took it. And then the the prosecution declined to prosecute Harvey, even though they had this on tape. The police had spent so much time. They've been meticulous about trying to get evidence against Harvey and the prosecution at the time. Declined well, now all the women uh, are claiming their careers. They were afraid their careers would stall or end. Some of them did have a career stall or end. That's what Ashley Judd says happened to her. 
She battled through it and did not give in to Weinstein. And it is still a concern with claims right now to Dr. Bethany Marshall. I mean, women will be attacked or harassed, and they don't say anything because they think they may lose their job. Right. And then some women are attacked and harassed, and they do lose their job, like with Harvey Weinstein. So what I think is so incredible about this is you know that rapists are divided into very specific typologies. And one typology is the power rapist, the one who has a personality disorder takes a hold of the victim, rapes the victim without any regard for what's going on in the victim's mind. It's not that there's a vendetta or necessarily even that it's driven by sexual desire, but it's driven by the ability to have power over the victim and there's no empathy. And this kind of offender relates to people in that particular way in every aspect of their lives. So just like he cuckolded, as one of the actresses said, he says, look, don't embarrass me. He shames, he beseeches, he pleads, he does everything possible to get his way. And the offending type pattern is the same with each of these women. Now he's acting it out through his attorneys, right? He's raping them again through his attorneys. Well, this is what they say, Bethany. Weinstein's lawyer, Benjamin Brofman, and I've said a million times, I'm afraid Weinstein might have been listening, (laughs) that if I were ever charged with a crime, especially in New York or L.A., I would hire one person, Benjamin Brofman. Brofman don't play, okay? He, and you don't see him showboating on TV or anything like that. He's nuts and bolts, win that case. But he is stating that allegations of so-called dirty tricks made by Lisette Anthony are totally false. Then neither Weinstein nor his agents or reps had anything to do with charges against Asia Argento. They wouldn't dream of dirty tricks. Okay, you know what? <laughs> That's, I just do not believe that. They're formulating dirty tricks as we speak. That's what I think, Ashley Wilcott. Yes, Nancy, I completely agree with you. I don't think I don't think dirty tricks are beyond them because, again, what are they going to do? They are going to vilify the victims to all extent that they possibly can come up with so that they can try to prove it's the victim's fault. The victims were making this up. It's not credible, and he should not result in criminal convictions. We are talking about alleged dirty tricks and dragging the Harvey Weinstein victims, the alleged victims, through the mud. Let's talk for one moment about Ashley Judd, Alexis Teresa, RadarOnline.com. What is the story with Ashley Judd and Harvey Weinstein? She says that because she turned down his advances, advances is such a kind word, his assault attempts, that she was blacklisted in Hollywood. And she said she was up for roles and they were taken away when directors tried to hire her. And she never knew why. And then it came out after... All of the women came forward. Directors were saying, we wanted to hire Ashley for our parts, and we were told we could not because Harvey told us not to. And again, he is the most powerful man in Hollywood. His movie studio made all the top movies. All of the women that were in his movies won Oscars, and they getting him to give you a job was a golden ticket. But if he didn't want you in jobs, it was everything. It was Peter Jackson in The Lord of the Rings, probably the, the biggest movies of the decade when they were released. and Ashley said that she was labeled as a problem actress and somebody that that couldn't be trusted, and it destroyed her career. Well, you know what? She didn't just say it. She is suing Harvey Weinstein, claiming he harmed her career. That's right. And I love Ashley Judd. I love the whole Judd family. 
Kate, Naomi, Winona, the whole kit and caboodle. Ashley Judd has sued Weinstein, uh, starting a brand new legal war for uh, Weinstein, claiming her career withered, ended, because like Alexis just reported, he spread lies about her. Now, it's very rare for people to get money damages for smear campaigns because it's hard to prove. But, you know, Ashley Judd has a sterling reputation. And remember, there was a major director siding with her. It's Peter Jackson who came forward and said he removed her from a casting list as a, quote, direct result of information given to him by Weinstein. Okay, now that's going to make it a little bit easier for her to prove. Now, this lawsuit was filed in L.A. Superior Court, and uh, it involves Jackson's Lord of the Rings films. Who ev- Everybody knows about that. I mean, I've even read all those books to my children, and we've watched them all. He thought about casting her in a major role, but then he said, quote, Weinstein torpedoed Judd's professional opportunity. Whoa, that's pretty bold, I think, of him to come out and say that. Jim Elliott, uh, city attorney for the so-called International City of Warner Robins, Jim Elliott, he's coming out against a movie mogul as well. I mean, he's a famous director, but that's certainly not going to help him in his future. Not at all, and that's very brave of him to do. I mean, that's, that, that takes a lot of courage because there'll be re- ramifications and repercussions for his career, likely, as well. Well, the women are now bracing themselves to be dragged through the mud after coming forward against Harvey Weinstein, and Asia Argento's past claims aren't really helping anything. I want you to take a listen now. I want you to take a listen now to actress Dominique Hewitt as she spoke to Megyn Kelly. I had heard a lot of stories about his behavior in the past, and I just you know, I was an actress looking for a break, and he's a gatekeeper, and he, I felt that he used his position, mm-hmm. you know, to try to make me do something that is not in accord with how I usually behave. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Stories, signing off. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.